food by Joshua running around and having a good time. Amen. So you got your notebooks. Great. Because tonight we start. Amen. I love Wednesdays because it's our midweek service. Um, you know, it's it's a time to recharge. Amen. It's a, you know, get over the hump week day. Amen. But most important, amen, it's a time for us to break open the word of God. Amen. And so I'm telling you, unless you become a, a child or, or, or a student of God's word, you're going to be missing out. Over our conversation in the cafe, amen, tonight, uh, as I shared and many of you asked, amen, in some type of examples uh, of what we're going to be learning tonight, Foxy Love, it is our series for February uh, 2023, and tonight is February 1st, and tonight we're going to look at that Foxy Love, amen, and so some of you were asking, and and I will do a podcast, if not tonight or sometime tomorrow. Uh, definitely, I'll have it posted by Friday. And, and I will talk a little bit about uh, some of these examples, amen, that Solomon is getting really deep into right here in the Word of God. And so we're going to look at Solomon or Songs of Solomon, amen, uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 15. Songs of Solomon, chapter 2 verse 15 i'm going to read it out of the esv and so it says this catch the foxes for us the little foxes that spoil the vineyard for our vineyards are in blossom for our vineyards are in blossom amen so sunday we're going to read through that whole portion of the text but tonight i'm just going to give you that little bit of an introduction tonight we could let our hair down it's a casual informal time to come together in the church Amen. And just really have a beef and meat and potatoes. Amen. I actually got an invite. Amen. To go pick up some actual beef and potatoes. Amen. So I'm going to show that and share that with you guys later. Amen. But I'm blessed. I am spoiled. I, I realize that. Amen. As a man of God and a pastor of God, I do have a church that honors me, uh, blesses me. Amen. And really takes care of me. Amen. The speaker. This is a, a moment of love. You know, Solomon with his Shulamite woman. Amen. Uh, so I'll, I'm laughing because of our conversation in the cafe tonight. And, and the reality, amen, of what takes place when a man loves a woman, right? When a man loves a woman, she can do no wrong. <laughs> right? And so we're talking about, and what better way to focus? Because people are starting to gear up in, what, 13 days or today, 14 days, amen. And when this is empty, amen, or spent, we got 13 days until Valentine's Day. And so we're in the move, right? Uh, uh, move of love, amen. But what better way to understand God's love by a foundation, amen, that we see in this foxy love? The speaker, amen, catches us. He says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes. We say many times the foxes that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. But it says that ruin the vineyards, not the vine, but the vineyards. I mean, can you imagine a vineyard? Amen. He says, uh, our vineyards that are in bloom. Amen. And it might seem kind of strange or awkward or out of place. Amen. What? What you talking about, Willis? Amen. You know, it, it may be out of order, amen, that, that in this moment of love and, and, and fiery passion that Solomon has with his Shunammite, uh, Chica, amen, his uh, Shunammite old lady, amen, his, uh, his Shunammite Ruka, amen, Ciao, you know, and he's sitting there and he's wooing and, and, and they're just, you know, you know, befound in each other's uh, eyes amen and they're they're captivated and they're just talking and just you know giggling with each other and out of nowhere him as the speaker into his woman's life amen he says catches us the foxes the little foxes that ruin our vineyards our vineyards amen that are in bloom amen right in the middle of a romantic tender conversation amen see the matter of a fox hunt how does it arise in this moment, in this moment of love? And we're going to break this down in this series, amen, because it's very important, because I want you to know something, amen, tonight, 
This is the reason why we have unsuccessful marriages. This is the reason why we have unsuccessful uh, uh, relationships, amen. This is why, man, the sexual intimacy in a marriage, amen, that begins to deteriorate and to decay, which then causes a cancer that breaks the matrimony of two becoming one before God. And I want you to understand this, amen. Once you lose the fire of intimacy and especially sexual intimacy, it's all ruined after that, amen. Because the bond of unity and coming together as one flesh and one body, amen, is then broken and opened up, amen, to the availability of division and devices. This is what Solomon is beginning to break down. This is what he's beginning to deteriorate, amen, up front as a preventive measure. He understands, amen, he's beginning to deteriorate the ultimate plan that begins to happen when our vineyards are in bloom or blossom the love is in the air and he's captivated and indulgent amen in it to his shumanite chica amen for me it was that latin lover come on <clears throat> and so <clears throat> when we come before the presence of god tonight we look at the importance of what is actually taking place in the middle of this romantic rendezvous See, as you can take the imaginary understanding of this beautiful poem as he's beginning to write out and speak verbally into a Shumanite woman, the foxes are symbolic. Say that to one another. Write that down. Foxes are symbolic. And I'm going to take you there tonight. Amen. Solomon's readers, amen, consider foxes like you and I. But, but when he's in his time of writing this, amen. In the Songs of Solomon, in the Old Testament, amen, uh, they consider foxes to be destructive animals that could destroy, amen, a valuable vineyards, amen. He wasn't just speaking out of turn. He wasn't just trying to throw a wrench in uh, a romantic moment, amen. Foxes, and many times in the biblical sense, amen, were used, animals were used, amen, to dis uh, distribute the imaginary or imagery of destruction in many of the things of God. I'm, I'm going to take you there. I'm going to give you some uh, examples. Amen. See, foxes uh, were destru considered destructive animals. You can find this and write this scripture down. Amen. Judges 15.4. Judges 15.4. Psalm 63.10 says this. Psalm 63.10 says, They shall be given over to the power of the sword, and they shall be a portion for jackals, amen. Psalm 63, 10. Ezekiel 13, 4 says this, amen. Uh, amen, your prophets have been like jackals among ruins, O Israel. See, as, as a Shulamite and her beloved uh, 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 Solomon, amen, uh, verbalized their love for each other, uh, we are suddenly like thrown off. We're, we're, we're like uh, detoured or sideswiped, amen. With, the, with this obviously confrontational need to catch the foxes, the foxes, amen, that spoil the vines. And, and if you're understanding this, amen, if the blossoms of, of, of the vineyards were in blossom, amen, the fragrance, can you imagine this, the, the sound, the, the somber and sweet and, 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 and good bitter uh, swelling, a smelling aroma of the vineyards, amen, was in the air. You know, like when you break open an orange, you can smell the citrus -y, uh, scent, amen. You can imagine, amen, as the vineyards were in blossom, amen. Uh, there, they, there they are, the scent of grapes and, and wine and, and juice, amen, is in the air. And I want you to understand that it refers to the growing romance between the couple. This is what Solomon is getting at. And I want you to understand this, amen. Even though this is a, a, a love letter or a romantic poem, <clears throat> this lays so much foundation for us spiritually. We're going to talk about that on Sunday, amen. Do not give in to foxy love, amen, but rather than true love. And we're going to look at that on Sunday. Don't give in to foxy love but rather true love. I'm going to look at that this Sunday. If I said it twice, it's important, amen? Because see, 
he was, Solomon is referring to the growing romance between him, his Shulamite woman, amen, and, 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 and himself, amen. Because see, in verse 15, the foxes represent potential problems. Potential problems. And can I say this, amen? Every marriage can be uh, preventively exposed. And you can understand that you can expose your relationship to some vulnerabilities or some integrity flaws, amen. In other words, preventively, if you look at your relationship, amen, not only with your wife, amen, but also with your children, but not only with your children, even with your Savior or your God. And you can begin to see, amen, some vulnerabilities and some integrally integral flaws, amen, that you can then go out and hunt for the little foxes that begin to that begin to ruin the vineyard of your romance. Because see, even in salvation, amen, many times people come to salvation, they come to the Lord, and then quickly, amen, they fall out. They fall out of relationship with God. I want you to understand this, amen. I, I just posted it under our discipleship uh, monologue, amen, uh, T2T, uh, 2T2, amen, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I to I, amen, meaning iron to iron, amen, sharpens iron, amen. And, and in those discipleship uh, 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 monologues, amen, I, I posted something, and, and, and you got to understand this, amen, you got to understand this. Many times, amen, we don't understand we don't understand what's going on around us and what our position is as the church and what we're supposed to, uh, uh, how our stance is supposed to be within a, a conflicting society in a conflicting world. There's preventive measures that we can actually take into an account. See, because in our relationship with God, amen, many times we falter, we fall out. By some of these uh, integral flaws and some of these places, amen, where there is uh, uh, obviously preventive opportunities to prevent ruin in our relationships. Ruin in our relationships. Because, see, this represents, amen, uh, potential problems that could damage the relationship prior to the marriage, which takes place in chapter 5. Solomon and the Shunammite woman eventually get married. We're in chapter 2, verse 15. But in chapter 5, they eventually get married. And so right here in chapter 2, Solomon begins to look at some of these potential opportunities for damage, flaws. And the Bible teaches us so easily and so quickly that many times, amen, the world is crafty and the world is wise. And I share this, amen, in that simple side note uh, uh, podcast. And, and I did post it to the YouTube page, but, but they're looking for ways. They're, they're crafting. They're, you got to go to it and understand what I'm talking about. The world is, is always taking their time and patience to see how they can work in details to ensure their victory and their success. The world is crafty like that. The Bible teaches us in, in the early ons in the New, Te uh, New Testament in Matthew, amen, that, that Jesus begins to confront us on the world understands, uh, you know, what is it that you can understand when the weather is going to change and when it's going to rain or and all these other things, but you do not know the hour, the time that is before us, whether mattering, amen, the kingdom of God and the day of salvation. Many of us as believers, amen, do not pay close enough attention. And let alone attend to the attention of potential opportune damages that can cause failure before you even start. And so as we were talking earlier, I'm going to that podcast that I'm going to do, it will probably be podcast number 54 on Spotify. But the reality is this. Eve, uh, and I was sharing it earlier, but but I, I'm not going to take that into our, our service today. But as I was sharing earlier next door. You know, there were opportunities and there were uh, a potential uh, opportunities for damages, uh, damage uh, and devastation and destruction into my marriage with Claudia in the very first beginnings. 
And so I, I begin to share with you, amen, with those that were fellowshipping earlier, amen, the, 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 the advancement uh, that I went on my fox hunt to make sure, amen, that those little foxes were removed, destroyed, and neutralized, amen. And so I'll share that, amen, on a side uh, posting, amen. Because see, Solomon understood, amen, that the command in essence is take preventive measures to protect this love from anything, from anything that could harm it, from anything that could destroy it, anything that could distract it. And many times, amen, in marriage, amen, we don't do that. At least we don't do it enough, amen. And that's why marriages grow apart. I love always sharing that, that old uh, uh, illustration of the, uh, the farmer, amen, and his wife, amen. And they go into counseling, amen. They've been married for over 50 years, amen. And, you know, he's got this old Chevy pickup truck, amen. And, and uh, when they first got married, amen, they would be cruising in town. And, and later on, they started to have kids, amen. And, and uh, you know, those kids begin to take up part of the seating and so forth. And, and now the kids have grown on and, and gone off to college and started their own families and their marriages and children and, and so forth and so on. And now the wife, amen, is deteriorated, amen, and the hopes of her marriage and the intimacy of her relationship with now just her and dad being home. Mom and dad are solely alone at home. And so they seek counseling from their pastor. And as they're sending to counseling, the pastor asks the wife, well, what's the, what seems to be the, the, the problem? And so the wife turns and tells the pastor, you know, I don't know what it is, but, you know, we've always had a, a great marriage and a, and, a, and a great family. And we, we, we've successfully seen our children off to adulthood and college and now parenthood. And now it's just us two. And we've just grown so, so far apart. That were so distant. And so the pastor looks and goes, my God, you know, the, you guys look like a solid couple in, in, in the church. What, what do you, what, can you give me an example? And she says, yes. You know, there was a day when we, when we first were madly in love with each other. And, and there we were, amen, always sitting next to each other in the pickup truck. And, you know, my arm around my husband or my husband's arm around me. And then over the years, amen, uh, it just began to get uh, more, uh, more distant, amen. Now I sit on the, the passenger side and, and my husband is sitting on the driver's side and there's this big old space and we no longer ride like that anymore. The pastor looks to the husband and says, well, what is your response to your wife's claim? He said, my stance has always been the same. I've been sitting in the same seat holding on to the same steering wheel for the last 50 plus years. I have not moved an inch. And the, you got to catch this, this, this illustration, amen, where they used to sit together and now she sits on one end and he sits on the other. But the reality is he has not moved because the steering wheel has not changed location. He's always been in the driver's seat. He's always had his hands on the steering wheel. He's always been on the driver's side of the vehicle. Sooner or later, the little things in life, the little foxes, that begin to spoil the vine. What vine, amen? The intimacy, amen? One kid came, and then two kids came, and then three kids came, and so forth and so on. And maybe when the kids started to grow up and sit in the back, uh, now there was another baby. And so mom just started to, wife started to move over, and sooner or later, she found herself distant. That's why I always joked, and I've said this many times in the church, and my wife would say, well, what about the kids? I would always say, what kids? What What kids? And she's like, man, Ray, knock that off. I said, no, what kids? Don't you understand, woman? I would always call my wife woman. Oh, don't you understand, woman? These kids, these kids that you're referring to, amen, they're going to grow up. They're going to grow up and they're going to move on to bigger and better things sooner or later. We're mama and daddy now and we're the world to them. But sooner or later, we're not going to be anything, amen, as first priority for them because you know, Joshua's woman is going to be priority and, 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 and Samantha's man is going to be priority and so forth and so on. It's got to be us. And so that's why my kids never slept in the bed with their parents. Amen. Uh, uh, they never got in between the intimacy. Amen. That little fox, amen, kept into the crib and the bassinet. Can I get an amen? And that's why, amen, even to the moment that my wife uh, became ill, amen. Uh, uh, we were very much actively 
uh, on a daily basis, amen, into intimate fervency of our intimacy of our marriage. And I'll leave it at that. I'll save that for the podcast. Can you say amen? And so Solomon says we need to take preventive measures to protect the, this love that we have from anything that could harm it. That also begins, and we're going to talk about this on Sunday, that is also so divinely spiritual in, 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 in the notation, amen, to our salvation and our relationship with God. See, many times we don't look at the foxes, amen, that can, those little things, amen, that can begin to spoil, amen, the vineyard of the blossom of your vineyard, meaning your salvation. And so many times we allow these little things to become destructive. In 2020, amen, as I was saying earlier, amen, uh, uh, in, in that uh, side uh, discipleship podcast, amen, uh, uh, that uh, uh, in 2020, many, many, amen, fell away from the faith. I, I have so many people in the church amen, that have communicated and have commented to me, amen, that they have grown cold. And I knew this, amen, from 2020, and, and I, I, I'm a fire starter, amen, and, and I keep trying to light, to, you know, I like using those, you know, the little fire starter sticks, and I keep shooting sparks, amen, but sometimes you got to understand the pastor can shoot the sparks all he wants, amen, but if there is nothing to be lit, if there is no kindling, amen, if there's no fuel, if there's no oxygen, meaning life is spiritual life, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, amen. You can spark all you want. They're going to fall onto nothing, nothing ignitable. In 2020, it came and it hit the church hard, amen. And yet, amen, with the restrictions, amen, on the church, amen, to be shut down and non-essential, amen. And then when we were able to congregate again, amen, we were still restrictive. And then totally banned from open worship. I'll tell you this, amen. Many have bowed down to the Nebuchadnezzar of our time and would not worship. And I don't know about you, but evangelism, the word and fellowship, the ecclesia, evangelism, amen, fellowship, amen, and especially worship, prayer, and edification of the body of Christ, amen, are all crucial to the vibrancy and the essential, amen, to the, to the fervency of the church. And all that was whopped away. Listen, there's so much you can get from uh, social media and online church. We used to balk, amen, at televangelism. And now everybody is a televangelizer, amen, on social media. It kills me, amen. Believe me, if you look at our, our the sporadic of our posting, amen, there are times, amen, that, that God moves so heavily in our service. I am just refrained from the Holy Spirit to even post it. I want you to understand this, amen. I believe that we went from January 1st almost into the end of the month before we did a podcast. January 1st was our first podcast of 52. And then today was barely our second podcast, which is February 1st. We went from 52 to 53, and it took us over 31 days. Why? Because there's a lot of things that should be and ought to be, amen, on a foundation done interpersonal. Interpersonal. You can't just show a video of a piece of iron and then another video of a piece of iron and then put the two TV sets or the two devices together and expect, amen, that it will sharpen each other. And I understand the spiritual metaphor, amen, but the reality is there is a spiritual foundation in that, amen, because there is uh, something about, amen, interpersonal relationship. I would have hated to be married 24 years on social media, 24 years via video. It's the reason why I got out of the service, because when I finally surrendered to God, I realized that I would not, amen, survive, amen, or, or I, without answering and surrendering and submitting to the call of God. And one of those calls was to get married. And I knew that if I stayed in the military, amen, much of that relationship would have been via telecommunication. And today's advancement opposed to in the 1990s or the, the, the late 80s into the early 90s, amen, when I served, amen, I'll tell you this, amen, it wasn't like it is today. 
We didn't have cell phones and we didn't have communication and we weren't allowed email lean and, and, and calls, amen, from the ship and so forth and so on. So hear what I'm telling you, amen. I, I would have hated, amen, to miss all my children's births. I'm proud, amen, to, to embarrass my children, amen, when I'm driving into certain uh, mountains and tops, amen, and letting them know where, they were, where they've been created, amen, and knowing, amen, that I was right by my wife's side, amen, on all deliveries, amen, even the loss of our first child, Matthew. It was an absentee and I wasn't there. Can you imagine being married to the one you love via video conferencing? Imagine having a relationship with your children, amen, via video conferencing. I mean, think about it, amen. Just let's take this for account. When parents have to go away into prison and then they go, you know, 15, 20, and 30 years of, of, of a sentence, amen, without any involvement to the wife or any involvement to the mother of their children or even their children alone, amen. There's such a distance. There's a lack of connection. So how can we say today that we are inter... Man, we, man we're, I'm just so close to God. Now, we understand that God is a spiritual relationship, but he created the church. And today we've watered down that foundation and the necessity as it being absolute. Absolute. In other words, no longer needed. We've allowed the little foxes to come in and ruin the vineyard that was in blossoming. And we, the church was on fire and then COVID hit. I have people today that are still struggling to get reignited in their faith with God. And I'll tell you this, amen, you see, amen, the, the struggle, amen, you see it, amen. And today, amen, people are just enjoying life, amen, and, and you can see it, amen, no longer, amen, on a Wednesday night, let alone a Friday night Bible study or discipleship Thursday, amen, or prayer on Saturday or even on Sundays, amen. I'll tell you this, those that are coming, those of you that are coming, those of you that are staying faithful, amen, it is obvious, amen, because I see the evidence of the revival in your life, the success. I just had somebody tell me just yesterday or the other day, amen, that, that you know, they had been living in sin for, for, for a very long time. And, and they said this, you know, did you know that I got married? I said, no, I had no clue that you had gotten married, amen. Uh, and, and, and this individual said, amen, well, I finally, you know, decided, man, I needed to surrender and get married, amen, and he said, now my ministry is starting to grow. There's something about obedience, amen, there's something about, there's something about, amen, when we can come in First Samuel, amen, and, and understand that God desires, amen, obedience over sacrifice, that's in First Samuel, amen. And we listen, I want you to understand this, amen. Solomon understood this, amen, because he would eventually go from chapter two of his poem, of his romantic love, uh, 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 a rendezvous with his Shulamite chica, amen. And eventually in chapter five would eventually become husband and wife. Because see, in ancient literature, wild animals were often used to represent problems that could separate lovers. For example, Egyptian love songs use crocodiles to, to, to picture, amen, a threat to any or their romantic love. Crocodiles, amen. And if you understand a crocodile, they're very sleek. All you see is the eyes. Come on, somebody. It's what we look with. And I, I can tell you, I can go in many different ways, amen, of the spiritual understanding of that. Amen, the crocodile, the eyes, and then they go down, they come up, and they're very a very stout, amen. If you've ever been to Florida, if you ever uh, fished swamps or hunt, uh, hunted swamps, amen, like, like uh, boar and wild pig, amen, and so forth and so on, man, you got to be careful with the swamps and alligators. And the one thing about an alligator, you know, even back into Job, amen, uh, uh, Leviathan, amen, uh, considered that type of a, 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 a crocodile type of uh, animal, amen, that'll take you out of your domain. I want you to understand this, amen. And, and in the Egyptian songs, they use crocodiles because things will take you out of your relationship with your spouse, relationship with your children, and especially relationship with your God. And then it takes it into their domain where you have no footing. When the crocodile takes its prey and takes it into the water, they're able to uh, control or have an advantage, amen, 
And, and so then it takes its prey and it twists and twirls it and, and it makes it confused of what's up, down, left and right. And then eventually it'll keep doing that, amen, turtling it and, 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 and winding it down, amen, until it doesn't know. And sometimes the prey, if it's a person, could be swimming, thinking they're going up, but they're swimming deeper. And once the crocodile realizes that, then he goes in for the kill. And then he hides it under a log and later on goes back at a later moment and devours it. That's just like the enemy. See, sometimes these little foxes, amen, will come in and creep in the night. It could be what you're watching. Come on, somebody. How come we're not talking about that anymore? Uh, I'm amazed when people say, hey, you want to go to the movies? We're going to watch this movie. No, I don't want to go watch that. Hey, well, you want to go to the to the, to the the movies? Hey, Amen. we're going to go check out this movie, Scream, and, and all the other. No, I don't want to watch that junk. It's so amazing. Oh, there's nothing wrong. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. It's what comes out of him. And many times we're watching things, especially if you're on the social media and you're looking at all this junk that you're not supposed to be looking at. It takes you out of your relationship. It's like a crocodile. It'll take you out of your romantic love of your spouse, your wife, your woman, or women into your husband. And then it'll take you out of your domain and take it into its domain, and it will devour you. Maybe not right away. And maybe you think you're getting away with it, but it'll sink you and lodge you under a log deep underneath the water where you're not supposed to survive. And eventually later, it'll come back at a later time and devour you. That's how the enemy works. Solomon knew that. Amen. In Israel, crocodiles were not, uh, were not common, but foxes were. And so that's why Solomon used it. I'm going to give you this as I close. Amen. We're going to take this into uh, Friday night Bible study, and then I'm going to do the podcast, and then we'll have it on Sunday. Amen. In the Old Testament, foxes are mentioned in Judges chapter 15. Samson ties torches uh, to 300 foxes. And then he releases them to destroy uh, the field, the grain fields of the Philistine. So he takes, uh, he takes 300 foxes, he ties, a tor he ties torches to them, and then he, he lets them loose. And they begin to run through the grain fields of the Philistine, destroying them. And Nehemiah 4.3, look at this. And Nehemiah 4.3, the Bible says, uh, Tobiah the Ammonite, amen, was beside him. And he said, yes, what? They are building, if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone walls. That was in regards to Tobiah mocking, amen, the rebuilding of the Jerusalem wall. When Nehemiah began to tell his people, take one sword in one hand and a trowel in the other, and let's build, rebuild what has been devastated by the enemy. See, I'm going to tell you, you can't be half in it to win it. Come on, somebody. You cannot be half in it to win it. If you're going to restore and sustain and maintain your marriage and your relationship, amen, with your children, amen, and your relationship with God, you cannot be in it half. You cannot be half in it to win it. You got to be all in it to win it. You got to get this today, amen. I'm going to try not to preach. I'm just trying to give you some foundation as we introduce this foxy love. We're so driven, amen, by men, by what looks to be on the surface. When I'm asking, man, on multiple occasions and multiple times, if I'm going to remarry, man, I'm not done being married, amen, to even contemplate being remarried. Hello, somebody. And so the reality is, amen, I'm still going through that time, amen, of, 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 of how do you say, uh, uh, that time of healing, of separation. Because when you've been so knitted, to be two fleshes becoming one. You don't just snap a finger and then automatically just get separated. When you've been all in it to win it, it's not that easy to just separate what has become one for so long. And that's the reality of our relationship with God. I believe that if we would have been maintaining our vineyards, amen, prior to 2020, amen, when the thief came in, when, when the spirit of darkness and the spirit of the enemy, the Antichrist, amen, our, our local modern-day California Nehemiah, uh, uh, or actually say uh, our modern California uh, Nebuchadnezzar, we would have not been so easily to bow down as my son's. Veggie tales would say, bow down 
to the chocolate bunny. Can I get an amen? Bow down and worship Nebuchadnezzar. And so the reality is, amen, we would have been the Daniels of 2020. Some of us were. Some of us, amen, maintained, amen. Some of us were the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, amen, that refused, amen, to allow, amen, society and a kingdom outside of God to get them to bow down to their systematic and systemic ways, amen, of anti uh, anti-Christ and anti-God in our nation. I'm just going to leave that at that. Amen. That's a whole nother a series. Amen. That's a whole nother podcast. And so Solomon destroyed the fields. Amen. And Tobiah mocked this. Amen. He said what they're building, even if a fox jumped up on the wall, it would destroy it. Jesus once used the word picturative, uh, a picture of a fox in a negative way. And speaking of Herod, amen. He said this, Jesus said this in Luke, 1332. He says, go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I will reach my goal. Come on, somebody. Jesus calls Harold, amen, a fox as a rebuke of the monarchs, amen's crafty and worthless nature. His crafty and worthless nature. King Harold calls him a fox. In a negative manner. And I want you to understand that, amen, because Jesus said, amen, you know what? You ain't going to get me to stop, amen. I'm going to drive out demons today, tomorrow, and on the third day, I will reach my goal. Many of us, amen, do not understand that many times foxes come in and even begin to ruin the vineyards of our goals. Come on, somebody, our goals. And that's why we opened up this month or this year, amen, in the first month of 2023 with, amen, the series, amen. I want you, God, to know me more. Amen, because every year we start off, amen, I want to know God more. And we allow these little foxes to come in. Oh, I want to work out more this year. I want to get healthy this year. And we allow, amen, the little foxes to come in and begin to distract us. And we'll say, oh, the holidays made me bad and everything. Well, why can't you stay disciplined? Holidays or not, why can't you be founded and foundation with with foundation in your faith and principles, your integrity, amen. And so with that, amen. I'm going to close right there because I want you to understand something, amen. It is very important, amen, that we look, amen, to to shut down, amen, the very things that could damage the relationship, amen. Prior to marriage and that's why when many people get saved they don't take enough time the bible says this especially in, in discipleship it's ref referenced amen by christ jesus himself amen that we are to count the cost count the cost why was divorce never even an inclination an inclination in my thought process because before i got married and made Claudia a wife and eventually a mother as she in turn made me a husband with her matrimony and vows to me and a father. We counted the, the cost. My wife and I sat down and we counted the cost. Ah, that's another, another podcast, amen, during this month that I will share. Because the reality is, amen, we spent the time. Now, granted, we only knew each other just about 30 days, and in another 30 days, amen, we were married. And so the reality is it wasn't much time. But sometimes quantity is not the same as quality. And we didn't fool around with the, the, the icky or the, the distractive uh, things, amen, that people get so lost in, just like Valentine's Day. People will get so caught up, amen, in the commercialization of love. Some people, and I say this as a word of wisdom, some marriages are such on such rocky ground that they are hoping that this Valentine's will save their marriage. Let me tell you this as a biblical truth. The only thing that can save your marriage is you. And the only thing that can save you is Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. 
because that's what it's all about. See, Jesus doesn't save marriages. He saves the people. He saves the man. He saves the woman. Amen. He saves the wife. He saves the husband. And then they, because of their salvation, and just like Solomon here with his Shulamite woman or his Shulamite uh, uh, chica, amen, they begin to, uh, you know, and I want you to understand this. We have lost this in men. Today, men are told by the woman in much what to do and much what not to do. What they're going to buy, what they're, uh, man, I'm going to save this for Sunday. But I'm telling you this, many men today are no longer the men in the home, amen. One question could be so easily asked, amen, that many times people will say, well, I'm the head of my household. That means the head of my wife, the head of my children, the head of the pills. The... No, no. Are you the head of your wife? And many will refrain from answering that statement because they know they're going to go home. They'll probably get beat. I'm not. I'm just going to leave that on that. Beat with words and realities of how, how they are hypocritical or, or irresponsible, amen. So men come to church and, and they're not holding it down at home, amen. And the wives are, are being forced, amen, to take up those responsibilities that very men, amen, today men have become lazy and, and complacent, amen, in their responsibility. Because see, if you can't answer that you are the head of your wife, it don't matter what you claim to be the head of the household if you're not the head of your wife. I'm going to leave that at that, amen, for other uh, uh, other moments and other times the rest of this month, amen. But I want you to understand this. Why? Because that's biblical. That's biblical. But my question, amen, I take it to another level, amen. Are you the pastor of your wife? Are you the pastor of your children? Are you the pastor leader to your home? Do you preach to them? Do you minister to them? Not only by word. And not only by the word of God and not only by your testimony, but all about your exampleship. Solomon, amen, in chapter two of the Songs of Solomon, amen, was getting his Shulamite chica ready. His, his Shulamite woman ready for chapter five, which is the wedding day. He was getting her ready because he was becoming the head of his wife. He was already, man, taking that position of authority, and he stops his romantic rendezvous to begin to speak order and direction. And he began to say, let's go on a fox hunt. Let's talk about some of these things that could be potential devastating and destructive and ruining opportunities in our relationship. And that's why I was asked, amen, and I will. I'll try to do that podcast within the next couple of days. Because those, those are some good priorities. If we don't see that in Solomon's own exampleship with his Shulamite Ruka, his Shulamite Chika. He sets it down foundational right here. Chapter 2, he says, man, right here we go. We need to go fox hunting. Some of you tonight need to go fox hunting, not only in your marriage. And it's not too late. If you're hearing this message and you're still married, if, if you have not, and I'll tell you this, I'll even go out on the limb. Even if you've, even if you've amen, filed for divorce or even if you ended up in divorce and she's not remarried and you're not remarried, get saved. Let the Holy Spirit and the Grace and mercy and the blood of Christ save you. And you could still, even right now, if your marriage is on rocks, if your relationship with your children is on rocks, I'm not talking about a parental relationship where your kids are kicking against the gold or, or they're being rebellious and they just want to go out there and run and, and, and run their own life and do as they want, amen, and then blame you as a parent. No, I'm not talking about all that because our children will have those moments. But I'm talking about, amen, if you've been the cause of your children's downfall, if you have been the example that has led your children astray, the Bible says, do not, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. I'm not talking about laying down the biblical law and the biblical truths for your family. You lay that down. The Bible says it train up a child in the ways he must go. If you're holding that down and that's your biblical truth, then you got nothing to worry about. Because the Bible says, even though they may stray, they will. 
you will be the lighthouse, the foundation, the structure in which they return back to you. That's what I'm talking about, amen. But I'm talking about, amen, you have been the compromiser. Maybe the dad has been the adulterer or the wife has been the adulterer, amen. Or, or maybe you've been fiddle-fatting with this and that, amen. You've allowed the foxes to come in. I'm telling you today, get saved. Let salvation tonight into your heart, into your soul, and bring salvation of the Lord upon you, amen. And then, amen, into your marriage and into your home because a saved wife and a saved husband is the only answer to a saved marriage. A saved mom and a saved dad is the only answer of the heritage and the future of saved children and a saved and redeemed family. And I'm going to leave you with that, amen, tonight as I close, amen. There's so much more that's in this series, and I pray that you stick around long enough and that you follow up long enough, amen, to get these truths, amen. Go hunt the foxes. And this is prophetically, go hunt those foxes that have, that have ruined your vineyard that once was in blossom. My wife and I, I'll tell you this, just this little secret. When my wife and I, amen, were heading in 2018, and people said, well, why would you make that true? You don't understand. You don't understand. My family had been through a lot. Claudia had been through a lot. Claudia was now starting to walk again. She had no longer had her trait. She no longer had her stomach tube. She was, she was getting back into action, amen. She was learning to walk on her own. She was on a walker. She was, you know, she was getting down to that, that Hoyer uh, walker, amen, with just one hand, amen. And we were heading to Florida, amen, for my first niece's wedding. Kaylee, to Chandler. And my wife and my daughter had such passion to be there. But moreover than that, the reality was our children had been through a lot with, with Claudia being sick in the hospital in 2017 and then the recovery and, and the restorative and, and the physical therapy time of 2018. My wife and I were heading to Florida because we knew that our grandkids, and we don't do this often, but they would be around their aunts and their uncles and everything else. My wife and I had planned, amen, once we got to Florida and our children would have time with their uncles. And my wife and I were going to go off for a day or two. We had it all set up. Go off for a day or two. Now, after a whole year of her getting better, and I'll say this. That trip to Florida in 2018 was going to be an intimate time for us. Because for over a year, we had not been able to lay next to each other in intimacy as a husband and wife intimately. Yes, I was her husband and she was my wife, but I served and cared for her. See, there were innocent eyes. And you got to understand that I had to care for my wife in such a way, such a way that a woman would never want or ever desire to have her husband have to care for her. There are things that women love to do for themselves, amen, that they do that for their husband. And yet my wife, amen, had her husband doing those things for her. There were times, and I share this, amen, that my wife said, you don't love me no more. I said, I said why not? She goes, because you don't touch me. Like, like I said, I'm like your nurse. And I see you with purity, and I see you with eyes of innocence, amen. And I, 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 I deal with you, and I handle you, and I touch you with that same. See, I'm an ex-fireman. I'm an ex-veteran. I'm an ex-fireman in the Navy, amen. I'm, uh, you know, and, and the reality is, amen, you got to understand this. When you're treating and caring, you don't look at people. This is like a pastor. When people come in, I don't look at them uh, in a sexual way. I don't look at them in, a, uh, in an offensive way, amen. I look at them as spiritual children. That's why I've always raised my leaders and, and, and discipled the, the leaders of the church, especially my children, especially my daughter. But you you, you, you got to be careful that, that you don't overstep a, a line with somebody in the church when you're a leader. You got to be careful because those questions will come out of how you looked at that person when they first walked into the church, come on, somebody, let's stay founded. Let's, those are the foxes. My wife and I, we listened to a testimony of Raul Reese when he said, there's a Delilah out there to take me out. And then Raul Reese's wife would say, and there's a Samson out there to take me out. 
And so my wife and I heard that because we worked for uh, one of Raul Reese's, uh, uh, amen, uh, 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 he has a leadership team, and we worked for one of his leadership couples, amen, uh, in our AT&T days. And, and when we heard that testimony, we would sit there with that couple and pray as us being couples, amen. My wife and I would come on, we prayed that for over 24 years, amen, against the foxes of Delias and the foxes of Samson's, amen. And we've always did the preventive pruning, amen, in our vineyards, especially because our blossoming vineyards were on fire every day. So 2018, amen, our trip to Florida was to be an intimate time. It was to be a time where Claudia and I can now finally reacquaint, amen, as the intimacy of our marriage, no longer the sickness and health part of our marriage, but the intimacy part. And how do we survive that whole time? How did I survive that whole time? Because we went fox hunting. We had a foxy love. Amen. I love to destroy the little foxes that love to ruin and destroy our vines of our vineyards, especially when they're in blossom. So I pray to you today, man, you, you are the answer to the restoration and the redemptive power of your children the redemptive power of your marriage by allowing God to save you, transform you, change you, do whatever he's got to do in you as the individual of your relationship. If you're the wife, the wife, if you're the husband, the husband, so that you too can go from songs of Solomon chapter two into Solomon chapter songs of Solomon. Amen. Chapter five, where you can indulge is just like Solomon and his Shunammite woman into the matrimonies of eventually marriage. And especially in your relationship with God, this is spiritual in, in, in reference to your relationship. You just got to get back and destroy those. Go hunting. Find those foxes that are still eating on your vine and your vineyard. Maybe it's just kindling, amen, and, and blossom. You can still, still restore it. Father, we come before you tonight. And we thank you, God, for all that you're doing. We pray, God, in this series, amen, of the wisdom of Solomon, that we will find ourselves in that place, God, to come.